And thank you, everybody, for joining us, because somebody forgot to put his microphone on before he sat right now. And look at that. The camera, for whatever reason, has decided to go all out of focus. There we go. All right. Thank you for joining us, my lovelies, on yet another excursion through the stream of consciousness down the river of lords. Of lords? Of love. Oh, you were so close. <laughs> towards the sea of tranquility and on to the hot. You lost it. You lost it. I lost it at lords. There it is. <laughs> well, it's going to be a great show tonight, folks. <laughs> yeah, well, because we we're still messing around right here at at uh, shows. Shows start. Yes, we're still tending to technical issues. It still can't get the live stream to embed properly on the website. I don't know what's going on. So anyway. So we're sitting here trying. We also have now have um, a live stream at won't do it. Uh, Vaughn Live. So you go to Vaughn.live or is it Vaughn.tv? What the heck is it? Vaughn.live slash late night love and you can catch us live on Saturday nights. Or whenever we do specials. We're there. We don't have them uh we don't broadcast oh, cool. from 24-7. We're on Vaughn TV. Yeah. When we do live stuff, we'll go on to Vaughn. Cool. We'll do Vaughn as when we go live. I mean, I don't have a... I've already got one. Um, full-time stream. And, we, you know, we put some daily doses up on there. We get five or six a week. The daily doses are on my line. They're on the political channel as commercials in between the shows, as a three-minute break between the shows. Ah. Between the political shows, we get the late-night love. I'm gonna have to start putting advertisement. At least you know, because I don't do any. We don't do any proper advertisements on those things. There's no, you know, website addresses or nothing on those things so kind of counting on people looking at us organically which works to a point but we need to up our I need to start upping our game we've been working on content and creation and all that kind of stuff and it's evolving but we need to continue continue evolving continue to get better you know it's start focusing a little bit more on the marketing part of it Without losing our soul. I went to marketing school. I don't want to lose my soul. It's so easy to do. Become a jaded marketer. And you're all about marketing rather than creating what you want to do. And so it's a, for us, it's a fine line. I'd rather fall on the side of working on what we do, creating a better thing, and let the marketing part take longer and more organically. Yeah. Did we do a mic check? Where we are working, yes. We are working? Well, because I could hear you out there. Okay. And if the mics weren't working, we couldn't have been able to. Okay, I'm sorry. That just struck me. Yes, no, we didn't technically do a mic check the way we normally do, but I did check to see if the mics were working, yes. Okay. It just wasn't a standard mic. Sorry, I didn't mean to blow your blow your flow there. No, we were just about it. It was just about ending that. So we've got... On us tonight, we've got an interesting mm -hmm. question. Hit us on Twitter, <laughs> on the Twitterverse. It's, you know, one like stands. Do you lose respect for your partner, other participant? Do you have less respect for the other participant in a one night stand? It's, it's a strange question to ask because, you know, you're part of that one night stand. How you, if you're going to judge negatively the other person, how can you not judge yourself? negatively well I think this is something that every woman thinks about 
Well, yeah. He was asked by a woman. Yes, it was. It was asked by a woman. And it was... Uh, And so the question is, does she feel less about herself because of the one night stand? Because if it's a one night stand, what the hell do you care about what the other person thinks of you? If you're never going to see him again, you're never going to boink him again, you're literally only there for a one night stand, what do you care? So it's not, the judgment you're actually asking for isn't about what other people think of you, what that other person thinks of you, it's about what you're thinking about yourself. We're just using the other person as a mirror. The judgment you're not worried about is the judgment from the other person you were engaged with. So it's a one night stand, quite literally by the definition. You don't care. That's the whole point. <laughs> but we do care. No, you don't. You care about how you're judging yourself. You're caring about how your friends, family, and loved ones might judge you from your behavior not the other person they're quite literally a one night stand the whole point of the of the endeavor was to have someone you didn't care about so the question isn't the question is you or society at large not whether your partner feels less respect for you does society feel less feel less respect for you do you feel less respect for yourself? Do you feel more respect for us if we make you wait a few dates? No, each relationship is different. Uh. Each relationship is different. It's got nothing to do. I sent you home. But it's not because I would have respected you less if we'd have gone home together the first night. The it's just I wanted the relationship to start on a different path I didn't want it to be a physical path I wanted it to be a, an emotional mental path yes but it wasn't about respect or my view of you as a human being it was just the type of relationship I wanted so it, you know if you're only in it for a physical relationship then what do you care if they respect your intelligence or you're not in it for that but the question really isn't about the other person I still think fundamentally the question is do you respect yourself more or less are your peer group your peer group going to respect you more or less society quite frankly I think as general with thumbs greater society doesn't really care Maybe at one time it did when you were smaller, but you live in a major city. Society doesn't care. They got other things to worry about. <laughs> You're not that important. <laughs> your peer group, maybe, depending upon your peer group. You know, if you're a if you're a bunch of happy-go-lucky hipsters, hip, you know, hippie-type people, they don't care. If you're, you know, if you're surrounded by a church group, and your peer group is a bunch of church growers. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe they would. <laughs> but that's your decision on who you surround yourself with. And who you tell. Yeah. And whose business is it? Whose business <laughs> is it, yes. You know, it's, in a sense, it's only the... It's nobody's business but you and that other person and whoever you decide to interject. But I still think it's an internal question. In the modern world, in the United States, it's an internal question. Do you lose respect for yourself for engaging in one night stand? Not about the other person. Because if it's a one night stand, you, the whole point was you don't care. And I'm repeating myself at this point. So, we'll kind of hit the one night stand part of it. What else do we have? I've got it in the list here. Then we had, you want to do the, what was our list? We had four. Oh, and then the Dear Lovely Letter. We'll do the Dear Lovely Letter coming back from break. So let's do the, the voices in our head. There was an article in what? 
Oh, was it the New Yorker? Yeah, yeah the New Yorker. Yes, I'm yeah. looking at it. Yeah, there was an article in the New Yorker. Just click OK. There was an article in the New Yorker that was talking about can you control the voices in your head? And we have discussions about that. You know, those secondary voices in your head and, and that inner discussion. Yes. Happens all day long for me. Yeah, some of us happens more than others, but you know, it's that other part of yourself. When you're arguing with yourself, and we all do it at some level. Some of us do it more than others, <laughs> Madam <laughs> Lovey. <laughs> you know, or I can look in the mirror and see that myself, you know. My discussion, I wouldn't say it's so much an argument. It's but, you know, there's an ongoing discussion trying to figure out what my priorities are. And I end up losing a lot of time, which that way, which is dumb. It's entirely counterproductive. But <laughs> what are you going to do? At least I'm not arguing with myself, right? You know? <laughs> right, right, right. That's a benefit. But it happens. I suppose as long and we talked about this, as long as you know you're talking with yourself, it's fine. You know, those inner voices, they are you. They're telling you something. Now, maybe they have their own perception of the world, and maybe it's not quite right, and you have to reinterpret it, but it is telling you something. I mean, that's what I had to learn. I had to learn to reinterpret what that anxiety disorder part of me was telling me. Because it viewed the world differently, and so it was giving that other voice a skewed perspective. So that other voice was always misinterpreting the world for me. <laughs> and so I had to learn to reinterpret it, the active part of me. And it's a, it's a slow, long process. You know, not everybody has to learn to reinterpret it. A lot of people understand themselves quite well. And so they actually read an article like this inner voice and they don't really get it. Because that inner voice, sure they have it, but it's, you know, the inner voice that argues over whether they want steak or, or fish for dinner. It's not... No, they don't have it over the big things. It's not constant. It's just... Their value as a human mm, being. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just kind of normal. You know, they, most things happen to the rest of us, too. But, you know, well, some of us can't decide what they want to eat until we're starving. So... Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... But it's the same process. It's just... For some people, it's simple everyday tasks, and for other people, it's a constant barrage of, you know, putting on which pair of slippers do you want to put on today? Is it the blue one's going to cause the destruction of the world, or the red one's going to cause the destruction of the world today? I don't know. And sadly, there's, you know, people who live like that. Yes. And it's nothing I would wish on anybody. It's a hard way to live. Yeah. Because you're not living, you're just getting through the day. But it's better than not. So. And tomorrow's another yeah. day. Tomorrow's another day. And you can always learn to get better at it. There's no. There's no. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no mastery to these skills. It's not like you can say, okay, I'm good at this now. I can just kind of coast. You always have to work at it. Well, there's the effort doesn't get... It's not as big sometimes, but the effort is... Constant effort is still there. Yes. You become better at it, is what happens. It's not that the effort doesn't exist. You just become better at it like anything else. And so maybe it takes less time. Maybe you're more effective at 
doing it so you know ultimately it causes you less stress long term but you still have to deal with it and there's a hundred techniques there's no one thing I can't sit here and tell you you know concentrate on your breathing you know be mindful of your inner voice listen to it generally listen to yourself essentially like you would listen to somebody else but you have to be critical of your critical voice especially if it's a critical voice now if your inner voice is supportive you have to be critical of okay are you being overly supportive are you patting your, your own ego needlessly or is your inner voice you know a critical inner voice you know hey you're being a little hard on yourself you little dingbat come on cut yourself some slack but you know it can work the other way we all think about the inner voice as the negative inner voice but what about the overly positive inner voice I wouldn't I can't relate <laughs> I don't know what that's like well, well I have had some ego moments but those always get smashed yeah but can we imagine it I guess is the question oh hell yeah I can imagine it that would be cool but would it I mean, wouldn't it end up... You still have to watch it, though. It's still something you have to keep an eye on. I mean, couldn't you be, end up becoming a narcissistic egomaniac if you kind of, that inner voice, if you, that inner voice had the same impact positively on you as the negative inner voice had on you negatively? I don't know. I don't know. Would you become so swell-headed... That you essentially need someone to walk around and pop your bolt, your your bubble in your head all the time, and would you even listen? Because you've got that in your voice. Ah, screw you! It's not you know. I'm the I'm perfect. You know, would you? No, it would. Would you end up being like he who cannot be named? The the modern he who cannot be named. <laughs> I'm not saying that name here. It's a, I'm just not doing it. But you, I think the whole world knows what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not political. I'm just not going political. I'm just saying the name who, you know, I could talk for an hour on politics, but no one wants to hear that here. Uh, without becoming negative, but I just don't want to go there, so I'm not mentioning it. No, this is positive show. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to stay positive, even if you try to. Anyway, you can, but in, no, I don't want. It's I've anyway, but you know what I mean. It's yes. might, you can end up somewhere where you don't want to end up. Yes, you could. You could end up with a swelled head, an overly bombastic ego, surrounded by people who are sycophants, who are going to tell you what you want to hear because, who knows, your charisma and drive or whatever, your... Here. That's the kind of people you surround yourself with, you know? You choose to not be challenged. Yeah. Yes. Well, and you're only going to, and the people who, only people who can put up with you are brown nosers. Anybody with any shred of integrity and personal self worth isn't going to hang around there for long. They're going to move on to something more ethical. So you're going to end up with a bunch of. That's how those things go sideways. And it's... <sighs> politics, business, personal life. It all works the same. You know, birds of a feather. And you end up with a big circle of crows. <laughs> <laughs> they can't agree on anything. No, they all truly can. They can all agree on that they're the best things on the planet. That's what they all agree on. And, and they just want to be next in line. That's all. They're all just trying to get up to the top of the food chain. That's all that they all agree on. Of course, the question is, do they even know which food chain they're trying to get to the top of? You know, there's, you know we all want to get to the top of a pyramid. But which pyramid are you climbing? And are you, are you sure you're climbing the right one? Get into a little life philosophy here for a second. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but are you sure you're climbing the right? Are you sure you're climbing the hill you think you are? Are you sure you're climbing the pyramid you think you are? Maybe you're not. It's not an easy thing to know. You can spend a long time, and then you get this whole sunken cost fallacy. But I put five years into this pyramid. Now I realize I've been trying to climb the wrong pyramid. What am I going to do? You going to continue? Or are you going to jump off the pyramid and go start climbing the one that you should have been climbing to begin with? Oh, that's a big change. It's hard. <laughs> but I've done it. Yeah. But, you you know, I've done both. <laughs> Neither way it's worked out. But, you know, hey, so... Well, I mean, I suppose it depends how you define worked out. But long-term things worked out, but that's just... Dumb luck. I suppose. Okay. But... There's, well, the point is, there's no right answer. It's like raising children. You don't know if you've done a good job until 20 years after you're done. <laughs> That's kind of a strange thing about it. You don't know if you did the right thing. You never actually know. Did you send your child to the right high school or not? Well, you know what happened to with the high school that they went to. But you don't know what would have happened if they'd have gone to a different one. May have been better. May have been worse. May have been worse. <laughs> That's the dirty secret. You don't know. And go through that all the way, through all the decisions you have to make as a parent. No, thank you. God, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's it's a tangled web we weave when we run down that, that cycle of, of having to decide what... Uh, I already have my own history when I was uh, what I think about the most is at the end of my drinking I wish I would have quit sooner it affected my family I think about that often that's 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 enough thank you yeah I suppose every uh, recovering alcoholic has to deal with that one don't they I don't know but I sure do well, I mean, you have to deal with it at some point. Because unless you got caught early, I suppose, before you really could damage yourself and your family. And Well, it could have been worse. That's for sure. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse. It can always be worse. Yeah, <laughs> don't ever say... It's, it's like, if you're a young man, never say, watch this. Or, well, it can't be worse. <laughs> so the two things you never ever say <laughs> because if you say watch this what people are going to watch is you screw up and hurt yourself and, and, and just well and the other one is it will get worse <laughs> do not Tempt fate because if it can always get worse. You can be broken down on the side of a highway in the desert, it's 110 degrees in the middle of the day, and you're sitting there going, Well, it can't get any worse than this, an earthquake will happen. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you all of a sudden, and the road will be broken, and no one can get to you, 
And so you really are stuck in the middle of no It can get worse. So never just, just, just don't. Yeah. Trust me. Those are the two things to never say. Because, yeah, it's like jinxing yourself. Don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> learn from my mistakes, please. Learn from them. <sighs> so, so we've got oh, we've got four minutes till halftime. So uh, nothing we have left here is only a four-minute discussion. So, what do we have for four minutes? Well, we could hit a daily dose. All right, let's see what we got. All right, well, here's here we got. Oh, actually, we do have one. Did we have? Did we do the toxic mother-in-law? I thought we did. Oh, anyway, uh, should finances be handled? How should finances be handled? We never actually covered that. We uh, never covered that. We had put that question <laughs> off for about. It's six months now. <laughs> because we that. don't know how to answer that. <laughs> because everybody's different. Yeah, we've probably actually done this exact same thing. Needed something to fill. So, oh, let's talk about this one to see. But yeah, because there isn't the right answer. There is no right answer. The, right? The, the answer is you should always be involved. You should always have your eyes open. You should always pay attention. You should always have access to the majority of each other's money and I say the majority because there's no reason you shouldn't be able to put some off to the side for yourselves and have your own personal little play thing or whatever you want to do right there's or an emergency fund especially if people have had you know especially for women you know a lot of women have had issues in the past or have had families who've had issues in the past and they're simply more comfortable having an emergency fund set aside only for themselves I'd be fine with that. I wouldn't have any issues with it. Okay, you're never going to need it, but hey, it's a savings fund for when you're older, whatever. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Or if it makes you feel better, why would I complain? But there's no direct answer. There's no easy answer. The answer is you're going to have to sit down and have these difficult discussions, and no one likes talking about money. We don't. We don't. The... Maybe that's why we have such a hard time answering this question because we don't like to talk about money any more than anybody else does. No. Yeah. The only thing I, I'd have worse time talking about money is we'd be just talking about end of life planning. I don't want to do that either. See, I'm comfortable with that. I don't have a problem talking about death. I just don't want to talk about end of life planning. Death doesn't bother me. I'm not afraid of dying or anything. I just That's because you don't care what happens <laughs> when you leave. I'm dead. What do I care? <laughs> what am I, a pharaoh? I don't care. <laughs> what am I, a pharaoh? <laughs> I want to be hoisted on across, across the park by six naked eunuchs. <laughs> In a glass coffin. Honey. <laughs> On the way to the incinerator. And then have my ashes sent to Mars and have them spread across the, 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 the solar system. No, not really. I really don't care. Just don't give my body to science. I just don't want to be poked and prodded after I die. That's all I really care about. And guess what? I'll be dead, so I won't even know if you do it. So <laughs> well, I think we can manage your one request, babe. I think we can manage that. But I just want to point out, if y'all are hard up or something and you need some cash, you know, it's not like I'm going to know. <laughs> I don't think we can manage the Mars thing, though. But you never know. Hey, ask you can ask Elon, Elon Musk. Send him a tweet. You never know what's going to happen. 
You know, Elon might be good. Might be game for it. Might want to. They might be willing to. So book me on a trip. <laughs> we just never know. All right. So we are going to take the quick stop here for our sponsor. And we are back. Thank you for joining us again. We want to welcome you all. Please remember, before we start, that you can go to anchor.fm slash late night love and you can leave us uh, a tip. You can help support the, our journey. You can go to patreon.com slash late night love and join our community for as little as $3 a day. And a you can month. follow us a month. month. Yeah, $3 a day. Well, you you can join us for $3 it's a day, too. If we, you we, want to, We'd yeah. appreciate that. But for a little $3 a month, you can get to, and you can join our Discord our Discord server and actually make some noise on there. We'd appreciate that. You can send the Lubbinator a letter at late night love. No, at love at late night love.us. We can send Lubby a dear Lubby letter or ask us questions. Or you can send me a. Uh, tweet at Twitter at Jazzrack or follow us on Facebook Minds and MeWe just search for Late Night Love and you will find us alright I think that is all of that business is taken care of okay oh yeah like share subscribe follow and all that good fun social media stuff Please. do us all the favor it helps with yes it all. does and Tell your friends. Blah 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> now that we got all got that ugly marketing stuff that we are awful at out of the way, we've got our dear lovey letter. So this week, all right. I'm going to put this in here. All right. There it goes. All right. Dear Lovey, my friend is looking for a serious relationship. She is on several dating sites and meets lots of guys, but they always ghost her, I'm assuming, about three weeks in. She is pretty and very sweet. This is hard on her. How can she meet someone who is serious like she is? I'm wondering in Colorado. Okay. So, lovey, do you have the want to take the first stab at this one, or do you want me to kind of do it, try to do it? Um. Well, I, it is hard. It is hard. It's hard to keep yourself out there. It's a lot of work. But the only thing I can say is it takes time to meet new, that Mr. Wonderful. And, and you kind of got to kiss a couple of frogs, you know, uh, you know, like the old saying goes. Yeah, well... The thing I want to talk about, because you, without knowing the person involved, you have to be very careful because you don't want to give advice that the person is already following or that they're already, already doing. So we want to be very careful at how we approach this. But when you have a repeated behavior and you have to ask the question is, you know, if I am the single factor that's always there. You know, the constant factor in all these things is her friend. And so maybe her friend needs to, okay, what approach am I doing wrong? Maybe she's taking the wrong approach. And maybe the approach isn't actually she's doing anything wrong. Maybe the approach is simply she's looking for the wrong type of guy. She's not actually looking for the type of guy she thinks she's looking for. Ah. She thinks she wants one thing. She really wants another. And so she's never actually matching. Because guys 
are going to ghost when they don't think it's going to go anywhere. Whether it's physical, emotional, regardless. Intellectual. Whatever they're looking for, too. Because they aren't as simple as we think we are. Yes, I know. Now, young men are. We're talking in their 20s. But I'm getting, it seems to me, a little older. A little older. No, yeah, she's mid-30s. So, and so at that stage, you have to wonder, okay, so maybe I need to change my approach, change the sights. Don't focus on so many, focus on one. Pick the one that has the culture you're looking for. Instead of widening your search, narrow your search. But that requires you actually understanding what you're actually looking for, not what you think you're looking for. And that's not as easy. You're right over there. Yeah. <laughs> you moved wrong? Yes. Yeah, getting old is terrible. <laughs> I can't even stretch these days. I heard something. Uh. So, you got to be careful, but you have to examine yourself. If you're having trouble finding a relationship, you know, the common factor in all that is you. And so you have to examine yourself. doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. doesn't mean you do anything wrong. You simply may have the wrong perspective on what you're looking for. And if you're not looking for the right thing, you're not going to find the right thing. You, you may be living on an old script. You're no longer who you, you used to be, but you're still looking for the things you used to look for. But those aren't the things you want anymore. You've grown. You've grown. You're different. And so if you're looking for the same things you were 10 years ago, 5 years ago even, especially in your 30s, you've gone from a huge change from <laughs> 28 to 33 is a huge difference. Yeah. It's actually a bigger difference than 18 to 23. I would argue. But. So, when it comes to, you know, what should she do? What should her friend do? Is I know it's hard, but you have to, you know, examine yourself. Change your perspective. Look for something different. You know? Have patience. Have patience with the process. Yeah. Because think of it this way. If he ghosted you, what have you lost? <laughs> Someone you weren't going to be with anyway. Really? If they're going to treat you like that... Well, it's not even that they're necessarily treating like that... Well, why can't men have that uncomfortable conversation? I'm sorry, I don't think this is going to work out. That's all you got to say. It works the same way. It works both. It's not. It's the modern world. In the modern world, it's you don't you don't have the uncomfortable conversation. In a sense, it's like the the one night stand. You know, you use the dating site so you don't have to. It's the whole point. No point to those dating sites is to avoid some of that uncomfortableness. But you're going to have to be able to cover it at some point. And if they can't do it, then essentially they're self-selecting out, which is good for you. You didn't have to waste your time. You only had to interact online for a little while. So you didn't actually lose very much. You didn't have to risk very much. Low risk, low reward. So you're going to have to go through more. I mean, just in terms of kind of raw, you know, analysis, kind of statistical analysis kind of thing. Well, if you're going to go into statistics, <laughs> yeah, if you want to get all cold with it. If you want to get all cold with it, it it's, it's, a, it's a low risk, high reward, it's a low risk, low reward strategy. So you're going to have more misses. 
than, than a high risk, high reward strategy. But on the flip side is you're not going to get hurt very much. You'll get a thousand cuts instead of a big stab in the heart. Choose your poison. But like anything, if you go in better prepared, better knowing who you are, better knowing what you're looking for, then your chances of success increase. You want to get kind of cold about it, you're a hunter looking for prey. Now, this is crass, and, and you can actually talk about this because it's a woman. <laughs> I get in trouble if it was talking about this as a per, from another perspective, but you're a hunt, you're a huntress, looking for prey. Now your prey is, you know, ultimately you're looking for love, and so that's you know you're not trying to you know, kill Nick, kill next week's dinner or something, but you know you're looking for love. You want something positive about the whole thing, but you're hunting. Yes. And so what are you hunting for? A you're, man. No, you're not. If you're hunting for a man, you can find one. Uh, any half-decent, attractive woman can go find one. You'll find a loser who you don't want to be with, but you can find one. You're not looking for a man. You're looking for someone you love. You're looking for someone you can spend time with. You're looking for someone who supports you and loves you for who you are. Accept your faults and your charm. You're not looking for a man. You're looking for a partner. You're looking for a soulmate, even. Whatever euphemism you want to give it, you're not looking for a man. You're not you're looking for something so much more. focus if you want to catch something focus you've got good bait just got to learn where the fish are where the fish that you want are the fish that you don't want are everywhere it's the fish you do want is the trick Okay, so we've got one more thing on tonight's agenda, and we've got just enough time. So what is it over there? Well, I found this on the internet. Uh-oh. I was searching the internet, and I found this. Oh, sorry, it's an old Clarkson joke. He would show pictures of people being romantically involved with their automobile. <sighs> <laughs> well, but my my article is about a woman. She had a problem, uh-huh. a relationship problem. She met a young young man at a party. He was a little bit younger than she was, and they just hit it off. And he told her he was point blank with her. I'm auditioning for the role of boyfriend. Uh-huh. And she just is, she was looking for a relationship too, but she wasn't expecting somebody younger and she certainly wasn't, her, all her experiences, here we go again, had been with ghosting recently. Yeah. So here, here she is and here's this guy, he's all eager and so and so, what is she supposed to do? She's feeling uncomfortable. You know, this whole, though, I take it back to, you know, you, you say you're being hunted. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on the hunt, yes. too. Yes. So when they got, when they, when, when a guy has you in his <laughs> sights. Yes. It can be a little scary. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, because you're being hunted. <laughs> being hunted's a little scary, even if it's for love. It's <laughs> you know, no one likes to be in the in, in the sights. Well, you know, even if it's just a you know, even if it's just what a paint gun, no one wants to be in some nobody's sights. It's not a it's not a pleasant place, even if it's the sight is love. Even Cupid's arrow. That no one wants to stand in front of Cupid's arrow, even though we all want to fall in love. You know, you want the choice. But anyway, that's philosophical thing. Maybe we'll have time at the end of the show to go off on a philosophical dive. So what is this lady supposed to do? Well... You finally... See, we're never happy. We finally get what we want. Well, it's not, that's the question, well, the thing is, there's no such thing as what women want. That's the problem. Women are no different than men. We all want different things. There's no such thing as what women want. That's part of the problem is why we can't figure women out. It's because women are just as individual as men are. Try to figure women out. No, nobody comes with an owner's manual. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way, whether you're a man or a woman. Men are simpler creatures than women are. But still, it just means you've got 30 things to figure out and there's 10 things on a man to figure out. There's still all a bundle of random things. <laughs> and I'm just throwing numbers out there, but you know what I mean to a certain yes. point. It's, you know, men are relatively simple and women are more complex, but it's neither... Well, it. emotions are more complex. I beg to differ. I think men are just as complex. Y'all just keep it hidden. No, we don't. <laughs> you think we keep it hidden. <laughs> it's because y'all are complex. You don't want to acknowledge it. Y'all are just as complex as we are. No, it seems that way. But we're not. Because when you look at it, you think that we're more complex than we actually are because you guys are all that complex and you just assume that we are because that's how you are. It's like how I used to live my whole life. I used to think that the rest of the world lived life on the fight or flight mode like I did. You know, I had lived life in a bouncing anxiety disorder and I just handled it poorly. Okay? It's the same process. You guys, women, are complex and it's not a bad or good, I'm not complexity and simplicity they both have their uses. And, and so one isn't inherently better or worse than the other. And I think that's part of the problem is that we all have, is we all think that because men are more are simple or women are more complex that we think one is better or worse. You no, know, they both have their uses. You know, sometimes keeping things simple is, is better. And sometimes keeping things complex you need the complexity and to get the full flavor and understanding of everything. I don't understand. I personally don't understand why we all can't understand that. But back to the <laughs> issue at hand. How is you supposed to decide whether the, the role of boyfriend is a job or not? If you're applying for the role of boyfriend and the role of boyfriend is a job... And I guess the question I would actually ask, if I were her, is why would boyfriend be a job? Uh. And it's not in a derogatory way. I want to find the mindset. Has he been hurt in the past? Has he had a controlling girlfriend in the past? Is there some trauma? And it's just as a way to see if you can get past that initial barrier men like to put up. He's actually giving you an opportunity to find out a, a, a deeper question. If you're remotely interested. Maybe she's not remotely interested. And if you're not remotely interested, well, don't be remotely interested. Now, are you interested because he came up with a unique way to approach you? Okay. That's a good reason to be interested. Hey, this is a unique thinker. Maybe we can, you know, go a step or two farther. Ask a couple of good questions. Maybe he might be fun to get to know. What the heck? Yeah. Now, if you've got no interest, if then you've got no interest, and it doesn't matter how he approaches you. Right. You've got no interest. 
No, she was just feeling uncomfortable. Well, yes. You know, being in the sight. Yes, and you could actually say that. There's no reason not to. And how they respond to it will tell you a lot about their character. Because you're like, I found your approach interesting, but it also made me a bit uncomfortable. Can you explain to me why you approached me with that particular... All right, it's a pretty sanitary, you know, counselor office type conversation, but, you know, depending upon what you're looking for in a relationship, it may be the way to go. Yeah. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do this. But it does leave a question. Kind of a philosophical relationship question for us to ask. What's that? Is the role of partner a job? Boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse. It's work, but does it make it a job? Is it a role? Is it a title? Is that a title or is it an honorary thing? Is it a title or is it a term of affection? Well, there are certain expectations that come with that honorary title. Well, yeah, but you can have the expectations without various, the title. Various titles. Various yes. titles have various different expectations. But you can have expectations without the title. The expectations come before the title. The titles actually follow the expectations. Not always. I beg to differ. All right, well, maybe then it's just me. <laughs> well, some, yes, but others, others, no. I mean, there are some that, hey, you know, they come up. Like, I get to tell you what to do. And I get to laugh at you. See, that's how it works. See, how well does it go, you telling me what to do? So far, we've been going <laughs> swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> you notice how she took a long time to answer that question and never actually answered it. Just want to point that out. Cause we have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, it's luckily I like making you happy, so when you ask me to do something, I'm generally pretty happy to do it unless I have a reason not to. And and you know, unless you're your opposite oppositional <laughs> defiant well, disorder kicks in, that then, doesn't then I'm, I'm still waiting on the thank you for the kitchen. That's three times now I've said something, <laughs> and I said I wasn't going to say anything again. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! That's how much it bugs me. Yeah, well, I know, but that's you. You know, that's just you. It's just not going to happen. I get other things. Well, I, <laughs> and most of the time, my oppositional disorder, it, it, it only works for like, I don't know, two minutes. Or maybe a little longer. But for the most mm -hmm. part, mm -hmm. it goes away. It's like an instinctive reaction. Uh, so you can't help it. Sometimes you have done the goofiest things. <laughs> it's just an instinctive it reaction. No, I don't want it. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. <laughs> well, or, oh, God dang it, I was going to do it. Well, now I can't. Now I can. <laughs> yes, you have done that. I can't tell you to remember to do such and such. I can't tell you that. Because now then you won't do it. <laughs> And it's so childish. It is so freaking childish. <laughs> but yet? <laughs> yet I love you. <laughs> but you know, what is it? What was it saying? Well, I have my pile of candy wrappers next to my bed, so I can't say very much. <laughs> what is it? Childish comes just as naturally to a man as it does to a child. It was in an Isaac Asimov book. Was uh, it immaturity? No, I think it was childishness. Was it childishness? Yeah. 
uh, childishness comes just as easily to a man as it does to a child. Right, because we like to be, you know, you get into that thing where, in, in that particular case, he was wanted to see, you were descending onto the planet Trantor, you know, the big metal planet, the planet that had no surface area. It was just all, supposedly all... Buildings? Well, domes and things like that. But he wanted to be able to see it. And you couldn't, because of the way that you were descending. You would have fried from this solar energy or something. Anyway. But he couldn't see it, and so he was feeling disappointed. And, you know, like a child, he was feeling disappointed. So, well, childish comes easy to a man as it does to naturally to a man as it does to a child and it does and all anybody has to do is see me about an hour before I go to bed and you look and it's clear the child is just <laughs> to a man <laughs> the last hour before I go to bed uh, I'm, a, I'm about 12 years no I might even be younger than 12 sometimes sometimes I might actually be younger than 12 when it comes to that. But. It makes for an interesting evening. What else are we going to do? It's we fun. Can, what are we going to do? Knit? I could sit there and read, read the bylaws of, of my local organization. No, no, I prefer our witty repartee. <laughs> right. Yeah, catch up on some writing, get get some last-minute work done. What am I supposed to do? Please. Let's have some fun. There's no reason to... Uh... <laughs> ah, here we go. we got strawberry sage, by the way. We've got a couple things. Women and men are really the same. This is... We're the same in that we're different. I think is what we're after. This is with this new order of how people are these days. Fact of what they want. Yeah, I think we actually completely agree with uh, Strawberry Page on this one. Strawberry. Strawberry Page. See, I read that how I wanted to see it. Strawberry Sage. See, I read that. How my mind, which it talks about how interesting your mind is. I read that how my mind read it, not how it actually was. Strawberry Sage. I apologize for reading that improperly. Um, but she's got a point. Or, I'm assuming it's a she. No. It's, I apologize. They have a point. That, uh, in a sense, we're so unique individually that we are the same. That you can't be predicted. That you can make general announce, you know, pronouncements about you know men and women, but when you pull one out of the crowd, all that stereotyping is completely useless. That person is that person. They are completely unique. They may have some of those traits. They may not. You don't know until you talk to them and find out. And when we go back to kind of a theme of tonight's show, <laughs> oh, you're welcome. We try to keep uh, engaged with our. She, she said yes. It was a woman, and it was okay that I mispronounced her name. And I do apologize. I have no tongue for languages and things and I but I read that wrong I read it as strawberry page yes we're reading mm. comments from someone who's watching our live stream thank yeah, you for, for those joining the, us yes, yes for those of you on the podcast this evening yes. we, we do catch live stream so we are actually out of time for this evening our hour is up we want to thank everybody for uh, joining us today you can catch us um, Saturday nights, 11 p.m. We do this every Saturday night, 11 p.m. Go for an hour. 
And we have, what do we do? Tuesday nights? Are we doing our, our late night love? Tuesday nights we do uh, our daily doses. We do a recording session. We, we do a live stream. Five. Yeah, we don't put that up on the on the podcast network. So you have to catch those lives or you can come back and catch the recordings for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why you'd want to watch those <laughs> on repeat. But if you wanted to catch them, you can go to the Facebook page or the YouTube page and catch them on there. The fact of the matter, when people date, they need to let each other know that they want in the relationship. I come to catch you all soon, and I want to actually leave though on that. You also need to know what you want out of the relationship before you can actually offer what other people want out of the relationship. And on that end, thank everybody for for watching. Thank everybody for listening. Please remember to love everybody. Please, you can catch us at uh, latenightlove.us, even though the website is a redesign, so please mind the dust. And you can catch us on anchor.fm slash late night love for the podcast. And you can catch us on Facebook and all the other uh, social media sites at late night love. Please like, share, and subscribe. And please remember to love everybody. Good night.